Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Hello everybody and welcome back to the most consistent show on Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. You are listening to Saturday Draft Live. I hope you've all had a wonderful week and you've all had a very good time. And a, a man that's had a very good three weeks and he's been jetting off, travelling, doing something in Mexico. He's back, back on Saturday Draft Live to host his first episode of the season. Dave, welcome back to the fold. How was your holiday? Hola amigo. Oh my god. Sorry, I was... I was on uh, Buzz Lightyear's Spanish mode, so but yeah, nice to be back at a nice little, uh, nice little getaway in uh, in Mexico. Uh, just keeping tabs on the the performance so far, but it's nice to be hosting an episode this season uh, for a change. So and Gary has done a wonderful job keeping men on a mission, top of the table, exactly where they should be. Absolutely, we'll get into that table later on, but you know we'll do our usual. You know you can. Find us on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, wherever you get your podcasts. ESSR is absolutely on it. We are all over the shop. We've got our Twitter page, so please retweet. We've got our Facebook page, our Facebook community group as well. Uh, we have our YouTube. They've got a TikTok. They've got an Instagram. They've got our website. On that website, you can find our full back catalogue. So check out everything you absolutely can to do our podcast, because if I do say so myself, pretty good. We are pretty good. Mm-hmm. And the the performers that have been pretty good this week in the top three of the of the draft squad. One we've not seen in the top three uh, so far, Dave, and one that's been a, a pretty good scorer from uh, previous seasons, you'd say, but not maybe not so much this season. Solo Sakura with, mm-hmm. with ten points. Obviously, he's on the on the on the team of myself and Ryan Oblish, the pair of fannies. Uh, if, we, if we look at him, he's got thirteen points overall. So he's sitting fifteenth. He was on Raw, he was on SmackDown, the one they were all over SmackDown last night, and then he got that win against Sami Zayn. Mm-hmm. It's a, 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 a pretty huge guess. It's quite a, quite a nice surprise he sold Sako on the top three, I think. It's a good showing for Solo, yeah, given that you know he's more of like sitting in the background of the bloodline. But you know what? As long as the bloodline's around, he's probably going to be making consistent appearances, especially across both shows. And it's good to see him get a win on SmackDown as well, especially against you know the... The massively over Sami Zayn, so it's. I think it just deepens the the way the the bloodline story is going. But there still seems to be some cracks amongst the the bloodline again. But as long as Solo is getting a standout performance, you know, as you said, thirteen points, he's on the verge of breaking into the top ten of the season. Now he's uh he could easily break out as a well, no pun intended, solo star, uh, possibly after WrestleMania. I will, I will, it could be a very good time after WrestleMania form, but it's, it's, we'll, we'll wait and see what, what lies in store for, for Solo with, with regards to this season and how it, how it plays after. But then your, your captain, Dave, sitting mm-hmm. second this week, Cody Rhodes in 12 points. He's, he's second overall as well with 28 points. Obviously, Asuka's playing sale and she's way ahead in 62 points overall after the, the, the tremendous Elimination Chamber so on, but, that this this week in itself, Dave, Cody, your captain, nearly caught up, got half your points. Was it beating mm-hmm. Chad Gable, appearing on Raw and appearing on SmackDown? If that if you can keep up that kind of momentum, Cody, as your captain, and then get into WrestleMania, 
where you think that he's probably going to win the title, mm-hmm. you must feel quietly confident right now. Yeah, this is exactly what we were hoping for when um, choosing, because we were obviously choosing second. It was either going to be Rare Ripley or Cody Rhodes that was going to be our first choice. And I'm happy that we got Cody, given that I think he's been competing more than Rhea Ripley has. And he's been appearing across both shows. Then again, they've both been appearing across both shows. But for some reason, he just seems to be just nipping ahead of her in terms of appearance points alone. But I think we could put that down to him obviously being, you know, the the purest baby face that they've got at the minute. Um, And the crowd are massively into him. They're massively into his merch. He's making a lot of merch sales. So I think WWE would be foolish not to capitalize on the amount of appearances he's making. But he has been advertised for a couple of live events before WrestleMania. So I think it's good to see that he's getting consistent wins as well as having the captaincy applied on him. So, yeah, we're, we're very pleased with his, uh, his showcasing thus far. And the, the, the woman you just mentioned in your wee, your wee uh, analysis there, Dave Rea, mm-hmm. she's got 14 points this week for, for David Campbell and uh, Tom Brock. She's got 26 points overall, so she's sitting fourth. So she's got more than half her points this week. Mm-hmm. She was she was all over Raw, beat Liv yesterday on SmackDown. She appeared four times in SmackDown and got a win. So yeah. a lot of her points came 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 from that. Rhea Ripley coming in, you would, you think as well that she's probably going to beat Charlotte. If I mean, yeah, keeps going. It's it's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Rhea's been a bit of a slow burner this season. You know, as you said, she's accumulated half her points uh, this week alone. Because um, I think for the first few weeks, you know, she's mostly been around appearance points, you know, accompanying Dominic uh, across both shows and obviously being the one of the co-leaders of Judgment Day. But now that she's sort of getting back in the ring and picking up the wins again, plus the many appearances on SmackDown, I think it's been a very good week for Rhea, as long as she can keep this momentum going. You know, it'll, um, it should bring the Goats Incarnate, you know, some much needed points given that they were, uh, she was the number one draft pick overall. I also, they've got Rhea's, as facing Charlotte and Charles and their team. Charles only got two points this season. For a women's champion in WWE, that's quite a, quite a low mm. amount of points, but obviously we'll, we'll, we'll wait and see how that, that turns out. I think there's, there's only 28, Eight points separating first and last. So it's, obviously, mm-hmm. when, you, when you're seeing it it's, you, 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 on the table, you think last and that course. But the, the scheme of points and how a pay per view can go, mm-hmm. it's still it's still pretty tight. Not not that I'm saying that just because myself and Ryan, the pair of fannies, are bottom <laughs> on, on sixty two points. Well, you're but, joint uh, bottom actually. So don't don't put yourself down like that. You're you're joint bottom. Ah, uh, but I guess because Grant and Quacko, Abigail two point oh, they've got sixty two points as well. Their captain's got more points than our captain. We really should have uh, got our captain saying Paul Heyman. We should have, if we would have got we'd be fourteen points ahead, we'd be in fourth right now, I think, if we hey, had had Paul Heyman or even third. But you know, that's You'd be joint third if you had you'd be joint third if you had the captaincy on Paul Heyman. Lessons learned and all that. Lessons, lessons learned. I, I, I should have known I've had Paul Heyman on my team before and he doesn't know how good a place getter he can be, but that's, mm. that's by the by. Above us two, uh, Goat and Tom Brock with the Goats incarnate and 65 points. No, pardon me. And then you've got the, the Transatlantic Heartbreakers with Ryan Gallagher and Chris Lopez and 73 points. Serenity now! Third place with 76 <laughs> points with Scott McLeod and Ross McLeod. Uh, and then a 10 point gap to Andy and Stephen in the morning. 
96 <sighs> points. And then yourself, Dave, and Gary, men are missing 2.090 points. Replicate the form of last tag season. Can you go all the way? Mm-hmm. Yeah, our captain is uh, uh, saving our saving our bacon this week. We were in second place for a couple of weeks there, but now we've bounced back to number one, and hopefully we'll be the first team in ESSR draft history to win the tag team season back-to-back. And I tell you what, it would be a nice way to secure my third draft win. In that two tag team wins, uh, Gary can get his second tag team win two years in a row. It's um it's looking promising, just as long as we keep the, the Cody momentum going. Dom Dom gets plenty of... Uh, Plenty of uh, exposure in the Ray Mysterio feud, and hopefully the Bucks can retain the trios titles at, uh, at Revolution. That would be a huge, huge gain for us. No, it's bad. This What's week, that? Me and Ryan are the top scorers this week with 28 points overall, <laughs> and we're still bomb. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it sucks to be you. <laughs> That's, oh, that's that's heartbreaking. That's absolutely heartbreaking. But uh, Dave, you're you're back. You've got your baby back. And you'll get your first look at the Listeners League Cup as well. So Yes. Take away, tell us what's happening in the league in the Cup. Oh, well, I'll tell you what, I've seen some very, very good uh, team names here, just to sort of run through uh, a few of them here. Insane in the Membrane, Dan Wood, who's currently at the bottom of the table. That was a... I like that one. Uh, David Collins, Shadow Mac and Cheese. That's a, that got me laughing. We also have, once again, Robert fucking Sean, the Draft Bastards, is back again. Great to see. Uh, John Sly, just outside of the top five. We have uh, Judgment Day 1-ish. <laughs> again, you know, great. Some very creative team names, I must admit. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about the top five. We have fifth place. We have Jonathan Napier with Flex Fridman on 104 points. Uh, and then... I've just clocked it. There's a very, very close contest between fifth and second, only with first, you know, getting a slight lead ahead. So, yeah, Jonathan Napier, Flex Fribbon, 104 points. Then joint uh, fourth, we have uh, joint third, I should say, excuse me, Anthony Fitzpatrick with Dan Gure was a failed lab experiment and Ross McClucky on Los Ingobernares de Jamon on 105 points. Gary Morris in second place, 108 points, a recurring listeners' league performer with uh, Banger Brothers and Sisters. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. And top of the table is uh, Ross Brady with probably my favourite team name of this whole season so far. And also just because I'm a fan of this show. Um, the Big Banger Brothers Theory, <laughs> 116 points overall. So... Gary Morris has been doing well with Rhea Ripley as his captain, but Asuka in the Elimination Chamber is what's uh, kept him in the uh, in the top table here, in uh, particular. Yeah, but um, Rhea Ripley in particular has been the most uh, popular selection for the Listeners League performers, with, surprisingly, McIntyre and Sheamus as a tag team being the second most popular, which I thought was quite uh, quite interesting at first. But Gary's obviously picked them up as his tag team, as well as Rhea Ripley as his captain, but there seems to be some dissension among the ranks now that we're pursuing towards the Intercontinental Championship scene for WrestleMania. They're going up against each other in a fatal five-way next week. So has that tag team lost its flair a little bit? Possibly, but we'll see how it goes from the on the next month or so. But the new entry, and this is the first time I'm getting a look at this, the Listener's League Cup 
Uh, split into four brackets. We have the Louis Dangour bracket. We have the Brit Rest bracket, the Old Firm bracket, and of course the Ugly Bossack bracket. <laughs> it's quite, you know what I thought was quite weird is that Ross Brady, even though he's at the top of the table of the Listeners League traditional format, he actually got knocked out in the first round of the cup by Paddy, who then got knocked out in the second round. So it's, it just goes to show, you know, this new Listeners League concept is, uh, I'm actually liking it, I must say, but we have our semi final, we have now our semi-final set up for the Listeners League Cup. So Matt Smith defeating Ross McClucky, 23-21. We have Mike Angus cleanly beating David Collins, 25-11. They will face each other in the first uh, semi-final bracket. And for the the Old Firm bracket, the winner of the Old Firm bracket, we have Jonathan Napier absolutely wiping out Elora May, 29-4. He wins that particular bracket. And he's going to be facing the winner of the Ugly Boss Act bracket, uh, Tam Tam McKay, who beat former winner JP 33-18. to They will face each other in the second bracket. And the winner of each of these two matches will face each other in the final with the winner joining the main league next season. If they also win the Listener's League, they will draft from first position. So lots to go, lots to go down here, but the finals won't take place until... Sorry, this, the semi-final match will take place uh, in two weeks' time. Uh, with the final taking place on WrestleMania Sunday, I'm liking I'm liking this, Jack. I don't know how you guys have been covering it so far, but I really like this concept. If I'm being honest, ah, it's good. It's a nice wee competitive, uh, another competitive aspect. Obviously, I really like it. Also, if we have a a, a quick look, uh, so it's Mike Angus is going up against. Matt Smith. Matt Smith and Jonathan the Napier going former up Former winner, Matt Smith, I should say. Yeah. And I don't know, eh, obviously, Ross must feel a bit unlucky. Was it now? If he kept going and he won that, he would have had a good chance of drafting from eh, mm. first in both positions. But Jonathan Napier has that chance, though. It's it's close. I, I could, I, I yeah, could, I could very true. well for a lot of folk. He's 12 points from the number one position, currently in fifth with Flex Fredman. He, I think he's probably in the best position to not only win the cup, but also draft him first. Yeah. So there's a lot of, a lot of things can happen, Dave. A lot of things yeah. can happen here. But uh, something that is happening this weekend, though, we have a pay-per-view this weekend. We have the AEW pay-per-view. It's AEW Revolution. And not some of our drafting competitors in this season have drafted AEW Superstars. We'll break down what we've got so far. So the main event, 60-minute Ironman match for the AEW World Championship. MGF of the Goats Incarnate will be going up against Grant and Quackers, eh, Brian Danielson. Now, obviously, you'll, you'll expect both to get falls here, Dave, at some point. Mm. I don't know how many falls each will get in this match. But I do expect MGF to come out on top, and that will be a good point to get for, for Goat and Tom Brock to to claw away from the bottom of the table, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. You know, they need some uh, they need some big points here. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe every fall they get in the Ironman match counts as a win, right? But whoever wins the match altogether that counts as the title win. Yeah, I think that's correct. I think yeah. So. so yeah, I think I'm predicting it's going to be. I mean, we've seen, you know, Danielson and Omega go a full 60 minutes without um, scoring any falls. So it wouldn't surprise me if it was one all or two all 
for the full 60 minutes with someone sneaking in a 3-2 win at the last minute. So I'm not expecting massive uh, massive points being scored like, you know, Kurt Angle, Brock Lesnar in 2003. But I reckon as long as the story is being told that I think the best way I can see this happening is MJF gets a, a sneaky, possibly 2-1 or 3-2 win in this instance. You know, treat it like a a rubber match series in the space of one hour. Yeah, I can I can see it. There'll be, like I said, one all or two all, and then it'll be in the last few bit. MJF will get a, a sneaky win with Dynamite Ring or something like that, you know, something, yeah. something like that. It's worth noting as well, MJF was uh, the Goats Incarnate last round pick, and he was the final pick of the season. So, And he's not got the captaincy applied. So even if he does get um, wins and a title win, I mean, it'll be good points, don't get me wrong, but it's not as much as I think they would have liked. And given their position on the table, it might at best bump them up to maybe third, maybe even second at a push, but it all depends on how many point, like how many falls take place in the match. I think I think whatever points they'll get, I think they'll be pretty happy. I think it'll set them up in good stead for the for the final running of the season. But we'll, we'll mm-hmm. wait and see, we'll wait and see. It'll see Grant and Cracker, they'll be hoping for a couple of falls for Brian Danielson to at least negate some potential point losses, I'd say. So that's that, that, that that's something. At least we do have a a three-way match for the AEW Women's World Championship. Scott with Jamie Hayter eh, against Soraya versus Ruby Soho and Scott and Ross. Mm-hmm. Jamie Hayter, you can see this as a retention here, I think. Mm, I don't know. I mean, Soraya and Tony Storm have been sort of being a bit heelish as of late, I think. And Jamie Hayter's getting over with the crowd. Am I right in saying? Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Soraya won this and we have another heel women's champion reign going on. I'm I'm leaning more I'm leaning towards a more towards a Soraya win here. Very interesting, very interesting. Yeah, obviously we do have obviously we're just breaking down the matches that are drafting participants in because we'll have Central that we kinda of go through all the all, all the matches. But we do have a four way tag team match for the AEW World Tag Team Championship, Dave. And uh, the Transatlantic Heartbreakers have the acclaimed and a last-minute addition of Orange Cassidy in this mm-hmm. match. I don't know what your thoughts is, but Jim, the acclaimed can get the title back or can Orange Cassidy and Dan House and win it? Ooh, I don't know. I, I I think it's too soon for the guns to lose it at this point. Uh, I reckon the acclaimed will be on the verge of winning again, but maybe the guns end up pinning Danhausen or something. I think... Orange Cassidy and Danhausen, it is a bit random to sort of add them in last minute, and I think Danhausen might just be there to take the fall because, I mean, Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett, at least they've been regularly competing on AEW as of late. But um, I think it would be very, very weird to see them as AEW tag champions. But no, if I'm being honest, I think Danhausen's been thrown in just so that they've got someone to take the fall. And I think the, the guns... It's too early for them to, to to drop it. I think they need to keep keep their momentum going. The acclaimed will be fine. They've got the audience behind them. I mean, the the, the final match concerning our uh, our draft, Dave, uh, mm. yourself and Gary have the young bucks. Grant and Cracker have Kenny Omega. You're they're defending the World Trials Championship against the House of Black, Malachi mm. Black, or the King and Buddy Matthews. 
Do you see everything? I mean, I certainly hope so, because we need, <laughs> we could do with all the points uh, we can get. But honestly, I'm split on this. I mean, given how the House of Black's been booked since coming back, I think this one could go either way. But just because I'm being biased towards my own team here, I'm going to just be cheering for an elite win here. Mm, there we go. I think, I think there's a... I'm obviously the Dragon Crack will be home for that because I'll help them pull away from us. I think we'll see... Uh, I mean, Ryan managed to call, call back some sort of gap, but I think we'll be mm-hmm. firmly rooted to the bottom after, yeah. after tonight for a, for a wee bit. Grant Quacko could certainly do with a points booster, uh, and obviously me and Gary need it to maintain our lead. So I guess all we can do is really just hope, and because that out of all the matches on the card, this is the one I'm most split on. Like this one could literally go either way. Aye, so Mark, our, so the pair of fannies and uh, Andy and Stephen in the morning have no competitors on tonight, so we won't see their points tally. Even less, Darby Allen makes an appearance for them. Uh, I'm not, I'm not sure. But we'll wait, we'll wait and see. But that's all the time we've got for the day, Dave, on Saturday Draft Live. Well, mm-hmm. I hope you've enjoyed being back. Hope you've had a good time. Yeah, I have. I need to, uh, I need to make up for lost time. You know, maybe do the next few weeks, and uh, hopefully, I don't switch back to back to Spanish mode. But I'm really liking this uh, this season so far. We've got a close contest both in the main league and the listeners' league, and we've got to certainly keep a close eye on the the listeners' league cup as well. Excellent. I hope you've all had a good time. Hope you all enjoy enjoy AW Revolution this weekend. And yeah, we'll be back next weekend. We'll be breaking down the the scores after that, and we'll be firmly on our way to WrestleMania. So we'll 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 see you then. Have a good one. Bye bye. See ya. Hi, I'm Scott McLeod, and I'm Grant McGrawley. We are the hosts of the monthly show on Eat Sleep Retreat East Meets West where we'll bring you all the latest happenings, reviews and big events from New Japan and the land of the Far East. You can remember to check that out on the Eat, Sleep, Surplice, Retreat podcast feed on all good Android podcasting sites like Anchor, Spotify or iTunes now. 